What's up, y'all, and welcome into Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here. I am back from vacation and have all the energy in the world, and we used it on today's show with Allison recording with me here in studio. Tremendous show for you today. We are con continuing to grow. Take that, you dumb pandemic, but to continue to grow even more, we need your help. Two things. Hit the subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube or wherever you are listening to podcasts. Subscribing is the best thing for us. Super helpful. And share this on social media generally or to a friend who you know is Catholic and might be bored in their faith. Hopefully this can help. Send it to them. Text it to them. Tweet it. Instagram it. Put it on your TikTok and make a dance. I'll do the Tantu Marigo song. I don't care what you do. But do us a huge favor, subscribe and share if you like today's episode. Without further ado, enjoy. What's up? And welcome to Birthday Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Lene Sullivan. Allison, welcome to my house. Hi, Taylor. How are you? I'm doing well. I got to spend time at your house true uh it was two weeks ago now because mm -hmm. last week i was on vacation which we're going to talk about both of us went on vacation recently we, did. Uh, we also both had kids uh finish school indeed a, a week and a half ago yes and uh we went over to your house my me my little kid. celebration yeah uh the on the last day of school uh my kid almost drowned I, we saved him it was tremendous in, in the nick of time we're just fine uh it's your pool's fault we're blaming your pool uh, i'm just kidding it was my kid's fault or it's my fault for not teaching him how to swim but he's eight little, years old little stressful oh uh, man but uh you and i had like two hours to talk which like yeah, we never nice. do i know we never have time for that right we use this as our socializing <laughs> right. and it was nice to actually socialize <laughs> so we we got to talking about a couple of things and uh two of those things are going to be the first two segments of our show today right see we should do that more we should socialize more often and then it becomes material i know both because we realize how delightful we are <laughs> we're tremendous <laughs> together uh both of us were saying the last time we recorded i don't know if we said it on i think we said it on air but it was just like we're just we're just out of stuff to say yeah yeah maybe it's the time of year i mean but there is a shift like in season and and so then things kind of started happening but yes for a while there i felt a little depleted but just us sitting together <laughs> gave us two segments worth totally. of material. Right. <laughs> right. So maybe we should do it. And now it's summer and my kids are here, which is crazy. That's yeah. the crazy okay, thing. Okay, I have about. a question. Are you a summertime parent? Do you enjoy that? No. No. Especially well, especially now that I'm working from home, because this is my work. Yeah. And I love my kids. Yes. But like one kid who's the youngest interrupting me during the work day mm -hmm. when the kids are other two kids are at school, mm -hmm. like that's cute. But all oh, three of them interrupting sure, sure, me sure. every 15 minutes. Lost its novelty. Yeah. For yeah, certain. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I am a summertime parent, but it's because. Oh, you're so much better no, than me. No, I know that it sounds that way. I do. I hear that. And it's it's not. And I said it anyway. No, it's not so. It's that I buck against um, system and organization and schedule. You know this about me. Like, I want to cancel everything. Someone cancels on yeah, me. Hey, cancel this recording three a, times. A jillion times. I'm like, I'm delighted when someone cancels on me. So I love not having a schedule. It's my very, very favorite. I am giddy during summertime because nobody's telling me what to do. Except I, you. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm the only person you could rebel against. That's so right. It, it gets heightened in the summer. Yes. 
<laughs> oh man but yeah we we uh we, we did it your your kids are skipping things today so yes they are here. see you know i love a good cancellation but, but man, I, I love schedules i love like are I, you being facetious right now you're not you do i, I don't okay. i like maybe i like systems better than i like schedules i'll put it that okay way. i like, so, like that i have a system of my life like mm-hmm. i have shows that i Edit and produce. That's the bulk of my work is editing mm-hmm. and producing other people's shows. Mm-hmm. So I ha- have shows that I do on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. Now I don't so like. So it's schedule. a routine. Right. It's a routine, not a schedule. I like right, that. Right. Yeah. So like I-, I can do those shows at any point in the day, but like if they're due Tuesday, mm-hmm. they have to get done Monday, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like during, so it, it, when I get n- knocked off of that. It frustrates me. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to make me sound like a big fat jerk. And I just want to ask for forgiveness in advance. So if someone is like, oh, hey, let's have a phone date. And I'm like, yeah, great. Thursday's great. And then they're like, okay, what time? And I'm like, and we're done here. Like now we're not having a phone date because I I feel controlled. So I think that I probably have some issues that I might need to work through. I I wasn't going to say it, but I'll agree. (laughs) Oh, please. Oh, please. Like you have any problem telling me I have issues. No, but getting the kids up and out the door and then getting them to practice all has to be very like with five kids, very finely organized, you know, very intricately organized. And so that makes me feel um, oppressed. So which. uh a benefit of me doing Fort Dick full time is that I don't have as much of a schedule anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Like back when I was working before all my other jobs, like I had to be certain places and do certain things. So I used to say, like, I have this window. We, right. We have to record. You, an we have hour to make half. it happen. It can either be one to two thirty or one thirty to three. Like yes. This. But that's now what I got. I'm like, you know, just come over Monday. <laughs> as long as it's done sometime. Yeah, today, two AM's good. You're awake. Today's show is going out <laughs> tomorrow, so it needs to get done Ooh, today. Okay, good to but, I didn't realize I, that. I was just like, just come over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah. So <laughs> here we are. Cheers. So we did it. So the only time I like my routine being shaken up mm-hmm. is when I go on vacation, <laughs> which I did last week. Yay. Which I tell you what, even then though, like it takes me a few days on vacation to like relax because yes. I'm like, I could be doing something. I could yes. be working. I could be doing whatever. But the week before I did two weeks worth of work. Yep. Which we can talk about that another time. It drives yeah. me crazy. I'd rather work on vacation than do two weeks of work in a week. It stressed me out. Right. Um, but I, I went on vacation. You went on vacation with your family. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, nice today, and we're gonna let you okay. start. You start with your vacation. Oh well, how about that? I okay. So we Seth graduated from Notre Dame with his MBA, which was a huge celebration in our house. Doctor for, Seth Sullivan yes, needed an MBA because graduated with truthfully his MBA. he would be a professional student if his ball and chain wife would allow him, but I'm like, no more, no more degrees. So, um, anyways, I, I, I said he got it. He did all that work to get a demotion. He was a doctor <laughs> yeah, right, and a master. Right. <laughs> so, um, but that was a big celebration for us for a lot of different reasons, but, um, we stopped in Memphis on the way. So it was this ginormous road trip because it was 16 hours in the car and we just broke it up in Memphis. And so I, this was a rookie mistake. 
I thought that because we left the baby at home with my parents, that it would be, and because my kids are, you know, they're kind of grown. It's like death isn't around every corner anymore. And they just so happen naturally to be like camels. They don't have to stop all the time to pee or get snacks. And they're not barfers. Like nobody gets car sick. So I'm like, this is going to be a dream. So it's really all my fault for having these really elevated expectations. So we get in the car and instead <laughs> expecting of- Expecting to enjoy time with yes, your family. Yes, <laughs> to enjoy. And then it's like, and, and so you start off all giddy, you know, like I literally have this selfie where I'm like, look at us. We're going somewhere. This is delightful. Everybody's happy. Everybody has their little comfort things. Like this is the book I want to read. This is the stuffed animal under this arm. And, you know, here's a, and, what, and then the very next picture is everyone has like started denying farts. Like we, everyone is, you know, fighting over who's listening to what, at what volume. And I took another selfie where I'm like, this is a matter of minutes. I mean, it had gone downhill so quickly, but because of the elevated expectations where everyone's grown now, so we're all going to enjoy each other. I, I found that it's just a different level of annoyance. It's like the annoyance of toddlers is so physical, you know, it's like you are pulling over and you are pulling over to breastfeed or, or whatever. I mean, it was just hard to go places with these little kids and the crying and the being uncomfortable and whatever. And so anyways, the difficulty of the older kids was just a bit of a shock. I mean, it was not a vacation. It was like working on location is what it was. So the lesson is don't expect to enjoy your family. No, just... <laughs> that's, I mean, if we're just laying it out the way you laid it out, that's the only logical conclusion. There were some shining, redeeming moments, but for the most part, it was really just the same as it was when they were little with just new problems. It was like we we kind of you know, got rid of those old problems for some new ones, which was just a lot of like teenage angst, you know? And like... I mean, a surge of testosterone while stuck in a car is... Now that I have experienced. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, the impulsivity. And then the the arguing, the bickering. I mean, it was kind of nice when they couldn't talk, you know? So it was just... It was a lot. It was a lot of family time. We did and en really enjoy the city of Memphis. And then, of course, my husband's graduation was very um, exciting for all of us. But so, yeah. I mean, it was good. Overall, it was good. Uh, so what an ad for Catholic families. Right? So two I good know. experiences in a two and a half, two and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what about yours? That's really how we're leaving your story. I mean, <laughs> what? You want a bow? <laughs> I do it's usually. It's just so funny because you're <laughs> such a positive person. And we just talked about your family for five minutes and you're like, they suck. I mean. <laughs> Except for my husband who graduated with a yeah. degree worse than he did 20 oh, years ago. Oh, gosh, you're right. I am going to feel bad about this later. You know, but this is the good that that happened. Okay, so I'm, I'm in a car with these, with these young people, and it became, it, I can't explain it, but I had this idea, and it was with certitude. It was like, this is happening, where y'all need y'all need to go to overnight camp. I mean, I went to overnight camp. It was delightful. It was wonderful. I looked forward to it. It was exciting. My kids have never been to overnight camp. And all of a sudden, I realized, like I said, with certainty, that it was like, this needs to happen and it needs to happen stat. Because you need to go somewhere and be uncomfortable. You need to go somewhere and not know anyone and present a likable self. You need a good, healthy dose of Jesus. You know, there was just a lot of things where you need to miss home. Like, you need to miss us. Like, right. let's just, 
you know, you're taking some, me for granted. Yes. All, all, you know, all the things. So, so that was like a highlight that came out of, you know, close proximity for multiple hours at a time. It's interesting that, that you, it's, it was a good bow, but it also is a, is a good segue for something that like you, you and I talked about and I kind of brought it up a second ago, but like kind of poking fun at my, at my son, right. Where it's like, it's not his fault that he doesn't know how to swim. It's not his fault. That he didn't know how to ride a bike. I think I mm-hmm. talked about that on the show a few months ago mm-hmm. where like, there are just certain things that I have missed in parenting. Right. Because we're busy and life happens and all these things are going on. And yeah. COVID and me working and, and, and all, all this stuff. Right. Where it's just like, I never got him swim lessons. So then like, I can't relax when we're at the pool with, with an eight year old, which you should be able to. And that's not his fault. It's mine. We're just kind of missing that. Right. So getting those swim lessons this summer is going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't gotten him involved in like, city sports mm-hmm. which i grew up on right so you'd think right. it'd be a thing that would be obvious to me and like we had we first thought about it and then COVID hit and then sure know, sure sure just, he's really just kind of coming into that right. age i guess and then uh like riding a bike i was like how does he not know how to ride a bike oh because i haven't bought him a bike and then <laughs> i tried to buy him a bike and try to skip this training wheel fa- training real phase uh-huh. you can't like you uh-huh. can't skip that uh-huh. right uh-huh. Uh-huh. so we've been going we've been trying to make good on all those things that we just kind of missed right and it's funny like you you're further along in the parenting thing uh people yell at me when i call you old so i'm just going to call oh, you do they? statesman well hello i'm fist bumping you whoever you are I just punched is, you. Is fist bumping something an old person might say? <laughs> no, no, no. It got real popular during COVID because uh, germs right. don't travel over knuckles. That's how Obvious. science works. <laughs> um, but like, you know, your son is going into seventh grade has never been to overnight camp. Like, I was uh-huh. like, oh, like you probably did that at yeah, a younger for age. Sure. I did that at a younger age. For sure. And it's just like, oh, like things happen and you realize things. And it's like, my son is so much more advanced in certain things than I was at his age. Yeah. But he's also exactly. stuff. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, think about how things change. I mean, I feel like my parents grew up in a kind of hide your secret generation and we've grown up in a tell your story generation. And so... I am nervous to send my kid to overnight camp because being in ministry and, you know, public speaking, people come up to you and tell you their trauma. I mean, when you're like speaking at a women's retreat, people come up and want to share their story with you. And also so- not an experience I've had. <laughs> well, but, but I just feel like we know more about the things that people have experienced, the wounds that we've gathered, the trauma. And so sending my kid off to camp makes me nervous, you know, and my parents probably weren't experiencing that level of nervousness. Likewise, you, we're not as out, we're not outside as much as we were, you know, our kids aren't outside as much as, as we were. And so the bike and the swimming and all of that, I mean, that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to not teach your kid how to swim because obviously that's a safety thing and that all needs to happen, but it takes a moment to like have that realization that like, Oh, things are different. Like I didn't just magically teach myself how to ride a bike. Like we were outside and that was, you know, a very naturally occurring thing because of how we lived life. My dad taught me how to swim by just throwing me in the just, pool. Yeah, that, I right. tried that it's, with my son. It didn't and, work. And yeah. So yeah. <laughs> things <have been> <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I, I went on vacation. First thing about the vacation, I mentioned it earlier, like the, I don't know where it comes from, but like the dream is for everybody like not to work on vacation. Sure. And I get that for people. Like I, I've just never had that experience. Because I've always had work to do. Right. That's not like I don't. Well, go and you in, can take it. You can take it right, with you. I can take it with me, and I don't work at a place. Like I don't work right. at like Best Buy, where I walk in, sure. clock in for eight hours, like walk under an exit sign. You can't take that Best Buy with Peace you out. to to the lake. <laughs> you totally. know, like right. Um, but like 
so for me, especially like I'm, I have one person that works with me that uh-huh. does some of the editing with me, but it's mostly, mm-hmm. I, I do 90%, 95% of what everything that, do, that Forte Catholic does. Like I'm the one person <laughs> ministry, right? Yeah. And so like I have work to do and like one of the big things that I do is edit for other people and I can't just stop doing that for a week. Right. Because a lot of these people, they, a lot of yeah. a lot of my clients don't know how to edit, which is why I do it. Some people know how, and they like, they'll be like, okay, I can do it for a week or whatever. That's fine, but that's not the majority. So, for the week before vacation, I did two weeks worth of work that week, yeah, and it stressed me out like yeah, crazy, like three four days, like physically stressed, mentally stressed, spiritually stressed. Yeah, where it was like, and then but then like going on vacation and not having to work for a few days is like really nice. But like I didn't finish it all. I had three shows I had to do. Oh darn! Like I edit like twelve to fifteen shows a week, so, so, so to only do three is nothing. I yeah, did one on right. like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. But for me, it's like I, I would almost rather just work on vacation like when my kids are taking a nap or what like, sure, there sure, are sure. down times on vacation so uh, have you ever thought about that well okay so i i think have you heard this i i, I europeans know. when they go on vacation they i have a, a girlfriend who lives in italy and she was like oh when we go on vacation it's it's always two weeks i'm like well how about that and it's it's for that reason exactly because you have to come down for the first week of everything that you just experienced leading up oh, to vacation. Yeah, yeah. And then you need the second week to really unwind. I mean, even when I taught school, it was like, okay, I'd really like a mental health day on this Friday for a nice three day weekend, but I need to prepare for a sub. And that sounds so hard. Right. Like, you have to work to not work. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready for it. Um, you know, I'm a little like you where, I mean, how much of your work is kind of what you enjoy? So a lot of my work involves, you know, writing. And so I really kind of need to write just to stay like the tiniest bit sane. So I do like taking a little pocket of vacation to do what maybe looks like work, but is actually really, you know, healing for me or or productive or, or something. So I don't know that I'm all that I'm much better than my husband, but I I don't know that I'm all <laughs> that good. Out. Just, and just that like... <laughs> <laughs> the guy who has an MD and a master's degree. But I don't know that I'm all that good at like 100% relaxation, and probably not many of us are. You know, just 100%. Yeah, it's and we obviously need a second week. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Being home is really easy for me. I like vacation, but by the end, I'm like, it's you're ready to, I'm get, ready home. to go home. Yeah. I like it here. There's Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. There's I love a hotel, a hotel. When I threaten to run away, it is always because I want to be in a hotel. I want very few things. I want like a big white bed. I want a TV. I want Netflix. I want a nightstand, a lamp, and then a sink and a toilet. And it's just like this nice little reminder of how little you really need in life. I've never like thought of the specific. Oh my gosh, it's I'm so like, wonderful. Is there Wi-Fi? <laughs> like everything else. No, will take care it's of so great. And then if if every couple of days somebody just came and kind of like straightened your sheets a little bit. I mean, I am in heaven in a hotel. I mean, the I, simplicity. I, I like it too, just not forever. Oh, I it's could, so I easy could. to be here. Mm. the the last thing on the vacation the good like the good thing is is like there was all that stress to get all the work done but then it i mean it, it was really nice to only have to do three shows yeah this week. yeah no that's uh, great i love it where, i love like, that for you my life was so much slower than it usually is yeah to the point where like we did things that we didn't plan like i i, I woke up like 30 minutes later than the rest of my family which is not crazy <laughs> that's not 
out of the ordinary. Right. But they all left and they were like my wife had started doing this like really complicated puzzle. Like it was it wasn't it wasn't a rect I've never seen a puzzle like this. Maybe other people have. Was it 3D or it, something? It was, was it It was the shape of a turtle. Like it wasn't a rectangle. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, a rectangle yeah. with like a turtle flat. on it. It was like there were his like his four. Oh, I see. I see. His, yeah, yeah, his yeah. tail yeah. and his four fins. Yes. And then or I guess they're fins. And then like the 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 shell was kind of another stick out thing. So to be clear, you couldn't start with the flat edges. Like so here's what was crazy is I always do. My wife's an insane person and just try. Oh, I think these match. I don't like the <laughs> seven hundred pieces. I'm like, you have to start with the edges. But yeah. Th- but they they made this puzzle to make people like me crazy crazy there were edge there are two things wrong with the normal edge start one was that there were pieces it's the craziest puzzle i've ever seen there were pieces that went in the inside that were edge pieces that had uh-huh that like had they flat. you know they were yeah. like four would meet up yeah there were also pieces of the puzzle that were shaped like other sea things like there was a starfish shaped puzzle piece oh. there was a fish there was another turtle there this was is bizarre so like and then the other thing that was wrong with the edges is you know like when you put edge pieces together they stick together sure there were there was a stretch oh. of six in a row where I the know, six I... on the edge didn't connect to each other, that ain't right. to other. i hate I was, it i was going crazy i'm done so, so it was like part of it was frustrating but it was a cool challenge yeah and we didn't even realize it was a 460 piece puzzle, but be- but because of how complicated it was, hmm. it took us three it took and a half forever. hours. Yeah, three and a half hours, and we had no idea it took that long. It was just me and my wife sitting yeah, there I doing something that. together that wasn't like watching TV or like, yeah, like we didn't talk for three and a half hours, but you yeah. talked over the course of three and a half sure, hours, right? You course. did your own little thing, right? And so it was just really nice to like. I, I never have that like really slow down time. Right. Like even when I'm relaxing, I'm like, I could be working. I could right. be spending time with the family. I could be working out. I could be doing this. Sure. It was just like, I'm doing a puzzle what? right now. That's You're so option. present. It's like the present moment. I mean, something is always pulling us forward or backward. And there's a lot of really divine things that happen and just being present and saying, okay, what do you have for me here? You know, like, okay. So Seth and I, it was our 10th anniversary and we hadn't, gone anywhere in a really long time we were just thick in the middle of kids and so we really we saved up I mean it was a big deal being married 10 years and we went to Jamaica and we went for like seven nights I mean it was it was a lot it was a big deal for us and normally when I travel I like to like no let's rent a car let's go experience the thing but however many you know five kids in and 10 years later it was like "Mm, all inclusive sounds great like I'll I'll take my drink with an umbrella (laughs) and so anyways but we because we were there seven nights I am telling you that the that moment, like the magic moment didn't happen until the fifth night. We were at dinner. <laughs> that could be like, many different ways. <laughs> well, I know. I, I knew as it was coming out that that was like, ah. but we're this like, magic <laughs> moment. we were sitting at dinner and it was on this like pier type thing. And like, there's just the sound of waves. And we just took stock of like, this is what we want to hang on to of the last 10 years. These are some things that we need to get rid of, but it was this beautiful conversation. Two of those and things it, you need to get rid of were your kids. And that was awkward. When you got back. <laughs> like, can we really go through with this? Oh my gosh, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor's dark humor, but you know, but it was, it didn't happen until the fifth night. Well, how often are you really on vacation for more than five nights? I mean, that's a lot, you know? So I, I love the idea of just having enough time and whether that's in a microcosm over a puzzle for three and a half hours or, on a 
big anniversary trip for seven nights or yeah, your sounds so. much better <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you won the seven i know like, we like, need, you, yeah you're the, you're better than your husband your vacation's <laughs> better than mine you hate your family yes like, which is a good segment for Perfect. you uh-huh. we'll be right back don't go anywhere <laughs> With your help, we just hit over 20,000 views on YouTube. Thank you guys so much. YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic, where we have posted the last 75 episodes of this podcast, which is crazy. It's crazy that we've done that many on video. 75 full-length episodes you can see and not just hear us. Uh, and then we have, we're having a lot of fun over there. We've got other things like the roast of Father Anthony Sharapa. We've got music that I'm releasing periodically. Uh, doing some praise and worship, recording that right here in the studio. And we've also got some other guests and some other games. So check it out today, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. We're trying to get to 500 subscribers by the end of the summer, and we're in the 400, so we could use your help there. Thank you guys so much. It helps us out. And, I mean, you need some Catholic entertainment this summer. Subscribe today, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Jemima Sullivan. What? <laughs> well, they took her off the, the, the syrup. We got to keep her alive somehow. <laughs> I will proudly wear that name then. Good. Um, one of the other things we were talking about when we were sitting on your back porch and watching our kids swim, play in the pool, and run around in circles and all sorts of other crazy things, mm-hmm. is uh, I said something that just made you go aghast. And I've never seen you like that. Uh, I've never heard you say aghast. (laughs) I'm 84% positive what it means. (laughs) You were taken aback. I think those mean the same thing. Agape. We can keep this up. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. We're going to end with that one. So uh, a way that I see myself or that I have seen myself historically. Mm-hmm. I think it has been a, a constant theme in my life. Mm-hmm. And you like didn't see it at all, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And we kind of started talking about it, but like we got interrupted by kids as much as I get interrupted during the summer at my work day. Sure. So we didn't like really get into right. it. Right. But I found like it, when, it, I thought about it a lot over my week of vacation because it's like I see myself like this and I know myself pretty well. Uh-huh. But you know me pretty well too. And and I've known myself for 31 years. You've known me for five or six. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's this interesting thing. I think I've gotten better at this thing, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's completely gone. And you don't see it at all, which I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we are talking about, mm-hmm. I, I think that I've been a narcissist for most of my life. And I still think that I... I, I think that I am currently a narcissist that ha- that knows it and is trying to be holier about it and is trying to be less of a narcissist, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I wait? I feel like you should maybe read the... I don't know what... Or I have so much An- to initial say. Initial thoughts. I'm we like, are going to get to this. I, I, okay, I looked okay, okay. up what a narcissist was after. We're going to go through the characteristics because I think yeah. I have a lot of them and I think I don't have... Some of them, but I think I used to have all of them. (laughs) Okay. Here are my thoughts. I feel like that I am a person (laughs) who has anxious moments. Okay. So I have moments of anxiety, but they are parallel to anxiety provoking events. And those responses are probably commiserate. 
right? Like oh, we're just using big words. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what I started here. <laughs> so if if my anxiety's here, it's because a moment has happened here. This magic, magic moment. moment. I feel like there's always an opportunity to get me to sing very badly on your podcast, and so I appreciate you. I appreciate illustrating my lack of musicality to your many listeners. Okay, so um, so to say. I struggle with anxiety for me feels um, I don't I can't think of a word right now besides insensitive to people who have a clinical diagnosis with anxiety. So when you say, oh, yeah, I'm a narcissist, I'm like, eek, because oh, I'm the narcissist now. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about their feelings. I'm worried about people who have suffered from narcissists who, who have experienced narcissistic abuse, who have very real narcissists in their life. I'm worried about how they hear you say that because I experience you very differently than that. Like you are an excellent communicator. I, you and I have had conflict. You are receptive and open and apologetic even. I know. I mean, so I get nervous with you throwing around around terms that can be dangerous to other people when you are a lovely human being. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here's the thing. I take your compliment, but how many But I raise you? How many of attitude. our conflicts have ended with me getting what I wanted? I, I thought you were going to say I have think, started because of my narcissism. No, <laughs> I, I think I think I've I think I've gotten what I wanted out of all of it. Are you saying you have manipulated me? I, here's the thing, <laughs> that's part of this, and we're going to get it. Manipulation is one of the things in here, and like narcissists, it says they um. Use emotions to manipulate people. I don't use emotion. I just know what I want. And I'm usually pretty good at being able to, like you said, I'm good at articulating what I want and why I want it. And usually I'm able to get people to come around to that agreement. I don't know if it's my intellect or my blue eyes. I've used both throughout my life. But I usually get what I want. Oh my god. Okay, I take it all back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like I don't know uh-huh. if it's manipulation or if I'm just a good communicator who mm-hmm. well, narcissists are very smart. Like I I mean I'm not Thank you. <laughs> um I mean not necessarily, but um so I but I think you I don't I've just seen you very sincere in your desire for peace. Like I've seen you very sincere in making amends. Like I, I where's Sam? I feel like she. <laughs> Sam and I talked about this. Yeah. Okay. I and yeah, I'm intrigued. She, it was a funny thing. I, I don't know. It's always hard to speak for her on the show. Sure, have, sure. You know, just like Father Anthony and I have our private life, my wife and I have our private of life. Course. This magic moment. But we talked about it, and she's like, we talked about it at our date night on vacation. It's mm-hmm. like, I usually get what I want mm-hmm. by communicating. And I, I don't even know, like, is that manipulative or am I just right <laughs> you know yeah. like, and it's 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 this it's, it's this weird thing that i've and as we get into like the the description of, of what a narcissist is i think i've been all of these at some point and not others at other points so i think i've gotten better at it which is interesting because like you and i 
okay. just met six years ago and I think I've grown a lot. I, like I For was a sure. crazy narcissist in like high school and college. Mm-hmm. And then like once I met Sam, started dating her like I, and getting older and getting, you know, being more around holy people and that stuff. Like I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, so to take it back to what I initially started with, which is like, of course I've experienced anxiety, but am I clinically diagnosed? I mean, can you have very selfish moments? Yes. I think that Taylor Schroll can have very selfish moments. I'm just not sure that this makes this diagnosable. So, so I, I'm glad you brought that back up. Cause I was going to respond to that. Cause like, I think it, it has been very popular in our culture, uh, both clinical culture and, and things from the clinical side that have come into our culture. Like you are not depressed. You have depression or you are not special needs. You have a special need or something like that. Right. Like you are not defined by that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of like what you're getting at, or at least like where I'm, where I'm hearing that it's like, I am, you are not a narcissist. You have narcissistic tendencies, right? And I can see the healthy side of that, but I think there's also a danger of like not owning the things that you, that you have, right? Where it's like, if I'm, if, if, if I'm not say, if I, if I say, oh, I'm not narcissistic, I have narcissistic tendencies or I can be narcissistic. It's belittling the, t- or like putting down the times that I have hurt people by being narcissist does that make sense it does but and i am no professional to be clear but i think that there's your husband (laughs) right but i think there's a moment for someone who is struggling with anxiety where it is diagnosable where it's like at what point is this disrupting my life so like for me having anxiety or you know anxious moments it's like it's but i can i can i'm functional in my life so where is that where's that moment where's that line i think that you know as you know i think that people talk about um confidence and security is as like the same thing whereas somebody who has a lot of self confidence like if you think about a bully i just heard this on a podcast it was brilliant but you're talking about a bully it's like they have a lot of self confidence it's just that that confidence isn't stable it's not secure so they might have confidence but they're insecure in their confidence so i think that similarly there's a lot of nuance and it and it becomes really tricky to just throw around these labels that actually okay. mean a lot then let's go through it so okay. here's here's what this this comes from uh, psychalive.org. I don't don't know anything about them. They just had a nice little pretty graphic that I found. Here's are are you a narcissist is the question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. (laughs) You raised your hand. I had had an idea but it can wait. Okay. Uh, Self-centered. Constantly thinking about yourself. I'm a millennial. That is by we are always thinking about ourselves, maybe not selfishly, even whether I'm doing this selfishly or unselfishly, I am thinking about how I relate to everyone. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm thinking like positively about someone like, oh, like I really like Allison. Her and I are good friends. I'm involved in that. Right? Sure. She's a good friend to me. She's a good, yeah. good mom. And that's a good example to me. And like, yeah, I get that. Like you have your own life over there. But like most of the time when I'm thinking it is in relation to me. Yeah. Right. How they make you feel. Right. Um, focus on getting your own needs met <laughs> and often ignoring the needs of others. This is where my wife and I got into it. <laughs> like, uh, not, not, not like fight, but we were, t- we were laughing about this is cause like there are times when Taylor finishes his day, narcissist speaking third person, by the way. Oh. <laughs> so, um, uh, I get done with my day and I go close that door in my living room mm-hmm. and I play video games and everyone else is over there. 
Yeah. They need they need to go to the bathroom. That's their problem. They mm. need to get fed. That's for Sam to take mm. care of. And like that is uh so I got to check on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I I also like a big part of my life at the same time is like sacrificing for the good of other people. So it's weird. Like I turn it on and off, right? Like when it comes to ministry, I'm sacrificing everything so that other people can have a good event, can mm-hmm. have a great mm-hmm. podcast, can mm-hmm. have a great sure. other thing. So it is just funny. Like you, like you were saying, like maybe this is like, I do have moments mm-hmm. of I'm like, usually it is around stress or anxiety. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm shutting off. I can't help anybody else. Yeah. I'm going to go in this yeah, room. That would, be a, that would be a big problem. Yeah. Um, sense of entitlement or superiority feeling that you're always right. I am. <laughs> and like we we joke about it like it's a joke that i say that i'm always right mm-hmm. but i think i am mm-hmm. it's very hard i love learning mm-hmm. i love learning new things it's very hard for me to be swayed from my opinion mm-hmm. which is a good thing in a catholic when it comes to catholic teaching mm-hmm. but Good thing I've gotten good with words. <laughs> I I relate to this one because I have good intuition. And so people with good intuition can very rarely be talked out of their intuition. So, yeah. Uh, this next one. F- yeah, right, right. It's hard to talk me out of something when I think I'm right. Feeling that you are better or deserve more than other people. I don't often think I'm better than people. But they deserve more. Hmm. Like, I can get into that. Where it's like... Hmm. I know that there are other uh, podcasters in the same kind of vein that I am that have way more listeners than me. And I've listened to it. And I'm like, why? why? I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Y'all should listen to me. So I do have some of that. Lacking of empathy. Now, this is so like a lot of those. It's like the ones that we've done so far. I'd say like yeah, maybe 50 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Lack of empathy. I, I, I empathize with like I feel everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, like when when I'm in a conflict with someone, I'm constantly like thinking about it, feeling it. Like it sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that one, I'm 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 good on that one. Mm-hmm. We finally got one where Taylor's not narcissistic. Hallelujah. Um, manipulative or controlling. We talked about this earlier, where it's like using manip- emotions to manipulate people. No tendency tendency to be extremely jealous and controlling in relationships. Like no, no. But I do get what I want a lot. So maybe I am just smart and good with words. I think you're just things. a pain in the behind, Taylor. I don't think you're a narcissist. <laughs> Well, maybe this is part of the reason why. I think you're just obnoxious. I mean, I, the narcissists in my life, it is eggshells. You are like walking on eggshells. I say whatever the heck I want to you. I mean, truly, like I, you know, and, and maybe that's, it's more, that's a more appropriate question for Sam is like, do you feel like you have to tiptoe around me? Um, but I just. I know that like. I, I think you're difficult. I know that people that I've worked with have tiptoed around me and it drives me crazy mm. because I want to help. But there have been people that I, I think it's more like it, it's, I don't think that has to do with this. It's more like introvert extrovert thing where like yeah, right, I'm right. such a big personality right. that a lot of times quieter people don't want to approach me because they think I'm going to yell. Because you're a pain. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also very good. So if you want good, <laughs> I'm always right. So if you want good advice, you better deal with it and come listen to me. Um, <laughs> The last three: strong need for admiration, demand, demand admiration, praise. Praise me! I've never done that in my entire life. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I like. I think you like a lot of praise. I I don't need it. 
I, like okay. that, it, I, I, I find it fascinating that like the, the need for the admiration is on this list because everything else on this, if you're always right, why do you need people to tell you that? If I think I'm always right, if I think I'm good. Big back to high confidence, but no security. It's, it's too, it's too fragile. Yes. Yes. This person has a lot of confidence and thinks highly of themselves, but it's fragile. It can be taken down at any moment. Yeah. So you have to insist. insist I don't need insist. people to tell me I'm the best. I know it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe I'm just prideful as <laughs> more prideful than a narcissist. Um, like to be a center of attention. Most of the time. Yes. People are actually, people know this about me. People are surprised when I, when it doesn't bother me that I'm not the center of attention. I <laughs> like being the center of attention, like on I, I, I'm in front of a camera all the time. It's not a surprise. Yeah. I'm on, I used to be on stages all the time and I like that, but I also like, like sinking into places sometimes when uh-huh. I'm not, when, when sure. I'm not there to be the center of attention. Exactly. Right. To, yeah. To just receive. Right. Um, difficulty taking feedback. This can be, this one's interesting because a lot of times depends I depends on who it depends on who. If I, if I respect, if I person. respect, yeah, but it's also like, I I am very good at taking uh, feedback or criticism from somebody who is better at the thing that they're criticizing me on. Okay. So like if, if if somebody who is a terrible public speaker is telling me that I'm a bad public speaker, I don't care. Like I won't listen. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I'm not going to, I'm just going to disregard it. Right. Yeah. Somebody tells me I'm a bad podcast. I don't, I don't, what do you know? You know, right. if, if uh, Joe Rogan said it, okay, maybe I'd listen and I'd, I'd, I'd hear, but, Oh, what do you, what do you actually think? Right. Yeah. Um, but there, there, the times where I have not reacted well, I, there have been multiple times where I don't react well to criticism and it's people. I, I, we've all done this. They're trying to make me more like them and I'm not like them. Right. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, no, yeah. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you need to you need to not say so many snide comments. You don't say snide comments. I do. Yeah. You, you need to be less boisterous. I literally can't. Like <laughs> <laughs> I laugh loud. I sneeze loud. Right. Deal. Um. The last one. Easily wounded. Not easily, no. but like when I'm wounded. Like it's the empathy thing. I feel it. I, I feel it pretty good. So I th- I think when I was in high school and college, I I just found it fascinating and like um that I I do have a lot of prideful narcissistic tendencies i don't think i'm a narcissist anymore and i think that has come with a lot of like like becoming a husband and a father that comes with a lot of self-sacrifice where you have to sacrifice and give up your own needs and desires for somebody else um but they're still there i think sometimes i feel like you need a crash course in like well first of all i need to introduce you to if some narcissists, like some nope. <laughs> real deal narcissists. That'll be fun. I'm, I'm better than you. No, no. I'm better than you. Awesome. No, I am telling you, I just, I feel like I know you well enough to know that we've just had like sincerely um, tender moments where we have like met in the middle and, you know, I, I, to all of that. Listeners still like him. He's delightful. This, it, I just feel like so much of, you know, what you take on from that. So a lot of it's a shtick. No? Yes? I think I have taken my worst qualities and turned them into and then, a shtick. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. But the truth of you, like the real like relationship of you is really not that. Like you can really, I don't know, like 
the the things that that matter in life, the things that are just morally right that keep relationships going, you know, whether it's compromise, forgiveness, apologies, like you do all that. <laughs> well, that's ironic because we also talked about on your back porch that I just ended like five relationships in my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know how I am. Like loyalty is my love language. And right. so I'm like, yeah. you're but, always on my side yeah, I, I, totally Sam and I talked about that when we, because Sam and I were talking about it and you, you got brought up because that's how this whole thing it's started it's how it came up yeah and, uh, and I actually said that about you that's one of the, the qualities that you and I both have like we have always been on each other's side yes. whether we think that person is right oh it doesn't not. matter we'll talk about that later no I don't care it's so good well uh, listeners I'm interested to hear what you guys think because y'all have y'all have heard me and uh, most of you a lot of you have been around for a long time uh, I started the show the same time I met Allison, so I maybe I think I'm, I'm more narcissistic. I'm so nervous for you right now. <laughs> I think I think the listeners think that I'm super narcissistic. I think you have seen me. You've seen uh, uh, both sides of me. I'm sweating. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, no matter what happens, it'll be good for me because the comment section will be going crazy. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> All right. What do y'all think? Am I narcissistic or not? Have I gotten better? Am I a terrible person? What do you think? Let me know in the YouTube comments, the social media comments. Uh, tag Allison so she can come to my defense if you're being mean. We'll be right back. <laughs> For those of you on Instagram, if you want some entertainment on your feed, you should follow Catholic Dating Nightmares. It's hilarious. Like, terrible things that have happened on Catholic dates. If you want to find a good way to find a Catholic to date, you can do so by signing up for free at catholicmatch.com slash forte. That gives you a free account. It's a safe way to date. You can trust the people that you meet on there. I mean, are there some weirdos on there? Sure. But you can, you know, swipe away from them and it'd be perfectly fine. You can meet on Zoom. You can meet on FaceTime. You can meet in person. I told y'all a couple weeks ago, I had two of my friends that didn't know each other, but I knew both of them meet on Catholic Match, kind of talk for uh, in the talking stage, whatever kids are calling it these days. We called it talking. And they started dating after they went on a date when the guy was staying at my house. It was tremendous. So uh, sign up today at catholicmatch.com slash forte. Anybody that has signed up in the last few months that we've been promoting this and for the next few weeks is entered in to get a, a free premium membership. So do that today. Catholicmatch.com slash forte. Welcome back. I'm narcissistic and she's anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anxious about you being narcissistic is what I am. One of the things uh, one of the things that's different about this week is that uh, a couple of years ago or like maybe like a year ago, we started we used to record on like Monday or Tuesday and then release the show on Wednesday. Right. Well, a, a while back we started, I, I was like, this is just too much stress and we can't reschedule if something comes up. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't give me as much time to edit and all this kind of stuff. So we started recording a week ahead. Yes. And that was really good. And then, you know, uh, things, I, I used to be able to like react to things at Sunday mass because it was like Sunday. We right. recorded Monday, Tuesday. Yes. And then uh, it would release on Wednesday. Well, now since we're recording early, like I can't predict the future. Right. So I, and then it's I mean, like, you could look up the readings, but <laughs> come not, on. Only crazy people Taylor. read the readings before mass. I, I, everybody suggests, every Catholic speaker is like, oh, here's the two things you should do to change your life today. Uh, pray 10 minutes a day. Great advice. Read the readings before mass. Takes all the fun out of the first half of mass. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like the church is built for you to pray and meditate on those things that day. 
leave the church alone. <laughs> okay. That's my, uh, that, I guess that's not my hottest take of the day. <laughs> you think I'm no. being crazy earlier. Yeah, I'm stressed. Um, but what, we are able this week to react to something that happened this past Sunday. Yes. So mm-hmm. Real the time. sequences happen in like big celebrations of the church. Like there's the Easter sequence. There's a Christmas sequence. Yes. And it, it's this prayer after the readings, but before the Alleluia. You've experienced this. Yes. yes? Okay. Um, I asked you before the show if you experienced the one for uh, the celebration of Corpus Christi this past Sunday. Right. And you said you didn't go to Mass. Well, I didn't say that. I just said that that did not happen. Right. So it's an option. Like, I grew up not hearing the sequence. Uh, maybe I heard the Christmas Easter sequence. Right? Yeah, right, right. But, like, these other big feast days, right. uh, Christ the King, Corpus Christi, all these things. Right. You never, they're they're optional and often omitted. Because like they do make the mass longer, like this this mat this mass with the sequence and with the like procession after mass, like it was like an hour and a half long. So uh-huh. they're they're optional, but we did it. So I experienced it, but I don't I don't if I've experienced the sequence on Corpus Christi before, I don't remember it. Okay, because I don't remember hearing. Yeah, this I don't. Okay. I have no idea what's so coming. I took a picture. I took I, during the homily. I took my phone out and mm-hmm. took a picture of the sequence because I was like. It was such a weird experience for me because every, they're in stanzas where it's like a poem, right? It's a song. Yes. It's like three lines, three lines, three lines, three lines. There's the option to have like the six stanza one. Obviously, our church didn't pick that one. We picked the one that took six minutes, right? Like okay. all of the stanzas, okay? All of them, yes. Okay, um, I see. So I want to go through some of these. We won't go through the whole thing. Okay. But I think you'll pick up kind of what I was getting because the reason I want to talk about this is every other stanza – was like beautiful, like ancient, beautifully written prayers of the church. Okay. And then the next stanza was like, I don't think that was grammatically correct. I think oh. there were 18 commas. <laughs> I don't understand the content. I don't even get what you were trying to say. It's like So it's like if you and I sat down to co- co-write something and my part was fantastic and yours was a hot mess. It would be like if we were like, we decided on a theme. Like we decided on body and blood of Christ. Uh-huh. And then I wrote something and you wrote something and we just alternated we just, words of what we said. Oh, the, the body uh, spirit. Okay. Like it was, it was okay. I, I need, I'm excited. We need to, so, I need to hear this. Here's the first one. Laud O Zion, which I, I mean, I guess church word laud. What does laud mean? L-A-U-D. I can't know. Uh, I think it means like, hail, you are awesome. It says it twice. Yeah, in the using first two using my context clues, I'd I'd agree with you, but just if it were on paper, I'd not say that. Laud, O Zion, your salvation. Laud with hymns of exaltation. Christ, your King and Shepherd, true. I mean, that's all good stuff. I think it's weird English. Yeah, but that's that was my first experience. Kind of okay. like yeah, beautiful, but uh, oh, okay. okay. Bring him all the praise you know. He is more than you bestow. Never can you reach his due. Strange. Uh, uh, rhyming pattern. Uh, yeah, I like that. But good. Okay. Special theme for glad Thanksgiving is the quickening and the living bread today before you set. What? What? Special theme for gra- glad Thanksgiving. I guess the theme is the body and blood of Christ is the quickening. Isn't that like a pregnant woman in the old days? She's quickening. <laughs> Isn't that what that means? Are we are we becoming pregnant with the body of is Christ? Quickening in quickening the in the living. Bread today before you set. Okay, Yoda. <laughs> Bread today before you set. From his hands of old partaken, 
as we know by faith unshaken, where the twelve at supper met. That's it's complicated, but good. Okay, I like that one. Okay, from the hands of old, like this is an ancient thing. Yeah. two thousand years of uh-huh, this. Uh-huh. Uh, our faith uh, is unshaken. Yeah, okay. where the twelve yep. at supper met. Like oh, that, oh, oh, yes, yeah. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, okay, that's where this all started. Okay. I like so that. It, I'm sorry, that took a second, but so yes, now I'm, I'm like praying with this. Like, this right. is good. Yeah. Okay, okay. Full and clear, ring out your chanting. Joy nor sweetest grace be wanting. From your heart, let praises burst. Good first and last line. What does that middle one mean? Joy, not sweetest grace, be wanting. (sighs) Exactly. For today the feast is holden when the institution olden of that supper was rehearsed. Was the no, supper rehearsed? Come on, <laughs> come on. What is? I think this is. To, I, I'm sure the church is right, but what I understand from this, the supper rehearsed is like what Protestants accuse us of—that we're just playing pretend and rehearsing the dinner. Mm. It's actually happening. Mm. Very confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Here, the new laws oblation by the king's new revelation ends the form of ancient rite. Beautiful. I'm crazy right 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 that's right. so good yeah right after the craziness and i don't want to say heresy because they can't say that in church but yeah. it, at least how I, I hear it i'm sure i'm wrong but i'm always right <laughs> here's let's let's skip to one i have to say i'm having like some mixed emotions about um critiquing a prayer like it's like you're stressing me out a lot in this episode. It's a sequence. <laughs> we're, we're, we're critiquing a sequence. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I see. I, I think part of it is, and I know, like, I've seen other, I've seen priests recently this past week, like, cr- like be critical of how things are worded in the, 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 matrimony mass. No, listen, I'm not trying you to sound... You didn't hear a word I said. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You for... The priests are critiquing this too. I am not trying to sound like holier than thou that like I can't critique something because I think Paul really should learn how to use a comma and a period. I mean, it's he like... didn't have those when he was there. One run-on <laughs> sentence after another. <laughs> like, I just feel like you could have been a lot more clear with some punctuation. So I'm not like trying to pretend that, you know, I don't... We can critique Paul, a, but not some old dude. That a sassy that. attitude when it comes to I, mean, I think a lot of it taylor to be honest for me is that i i don't know what's going on I, oh okay here's an unpopular opinion you know how there are like things that everyone else likes except you don't and you're like you know what i'm fine with the point deduction i don't care i don't like to camp i just don't i don't like to camp i don't like concerts i don't like nutella i think it's chocolate's ugly cousin like i just i'm having deja vu you have said all of this in succession before right here no i I, no you (laughs) are not right here no 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 i have put it in a post in a friday introduction because i was like you know what no, Let's we just... have talked about your hatred for no. camping and Nutella right here. Okay, I promise well, you. Well, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but I have written it for a Friday introduction because I'm like, listen, if you're here because these are the, these are some unpopular things that we should know about each other right off the bat. These are the things that you like that I don't. And I'm fine, whatever. Here's one of them. Is This is what I'm trying to tell you. Poetry. Poetry. Like, just say what you mean, man. Like I, And so this feels very poetic to me. And so I, it's all lost on me. We got back. I don't know where you went for a little while, but we got back around to the point I'm going to make at the end of this. Very good. Okay. Proud of you. <laughs> you hey, Nutella. Okay, Allison. <laughs> Here's the one. I, I think this might bother you. It tastes you. like plastic. I thought about. I thought about what you used to be when I heard of this. What? You, listen to this. <sighs> this. It, 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 I'm tired for context, of listening to this. <laughs> 
you're worried about me poking holes in the prayer. And you're like, I'm tired of this prayer. It's the worst. <laughs> I'm worried for you now. <laughs> Listen to this. Uh, Listen to me. They're very important things to say. All in the context of the this in this in this statement is the body and blood of Christ. It's Corpus Christi. This is the truth that every Christian learns. Bread into flesh he turns to his precious wine, the blood. Every Christian. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's pretty specifically Catholic. Yeah. We as Catholics say, oh, all your other body and blood of Christ is fake. This, and then we're like, every Christian knows this. <laughs> this was written when everyone was Catholic. <laughs> Maybe. It probably was. It was. Oh, there were some other ones that, that just drove me crazy. But, uh, I mean... So the whole the whole reason that I put, I, I want to keep going, but you don't. No, <laughs> don't make me. They said damnation. <laughs> they said damnation in one of the prayers. My son looked at me. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, and I I think my experience of Catholicism over my entire life is very similar to my experience of this prayer sitting in church on Sunday. Okay, I'd like to hear the summary. Every other stanza. Uh. So like, if a stanza is a period of time. Uh-huh. I, it's how I feel about the church. Like I'm sure you're right, but what I'm hearing is very strange. Okay. And I, this line is beautiful and helping me go into prayer, and I'm feeling the depth mm. of the oldness and the richness of this church. Mm-hmm. And the next line, I'm like, I don't even understand what you just said. Yeah. There's this beauty and this mystery, and I'm frustrated. So, sometimes the mystery is beautiful. Sometimes the mystery right. is insanely frustrating. And I think the Corpus Christi sequence is Catholicism in a okay. nutshell. I'm going to stick with my hypothesis, which is that two people who have very different styles just got together and tried to make some magic. Hey, Nutella! Magic moment. <laughs> they tried to make a magic moment. Well, that's a <laughs> different connotation after how this show has gone. So, <laughs> the the other thing that I felt about this at, at the end at the end of Mass, um, I found it fascinating, and I actually love this because have you ever been involved with a Corpus Christi p- procession? I don't know. Th- okay, so at the end of Mass, usually they only do it, like most parishes I've been involved in, do it at like one Mass for the weekend because they're not going to do it over and over again. But okay. Oh, like written into the Mass is like the Mass, you know, like usually there's the final prayer and the go in peace, right? That doesn't happen when you do the Corpus Christi Mass with like the 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 way that if you want to celebrate the full feast, this is how you do it, right? Okay. So the Mass doesn't end, communion ends, and then they bring out a monstrance, and then usually how how it is and like I, I see pictures and stuff. I'm surprised you hadn't seen this. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe I, I have and I didn't realize but what was going on. You're like process with the no. like the monstrance. I've never done that. The priest priest is out in front. I, I've been involved in, in a bunch of them because I'm better than you. Uh, but you like process throughout the the city or the you know the couple blocks around your church. Like uh, when I like there was one. Most churches are on like a block, right? Yeah. So you just go around the block and then you go back in. Yeah. Everybody kneels. You do benediction. And then uh, the masses end to go in peace. Yeah, I would definitely remember that. So I, I've been involved in quite a few, and I and I think for whatever reason, I don't know why they did it, but how they did it this time was it was more like a procession, like you would have at a like youth ministry Eucharistic adoration event, mm-hmm. where we did 
you know, communion ends, they go to the monstrance, the incense, and then they process down the middle aisle. They went down the side aisle. They went back up the front, back up the side, aisle, the other side aisle, and then back down the middle. Mm-hmm. Like we would do it at an encounter at XLT or those sure. kind of yeah, things, yeah. right? Yeah. And to me, it was, it was, I, I loved it so much because it was mm-hmm. this ancient tradition mm-hmm. that we have done so much. Mm-hmm. And like the, the, the processing around like outside always just kind of felt weird to me mm-hmm. because it was like, it's like you're saying, you know, like there, there are many things that I've heard around this. I don't know what the original, original intention was, but that Jesus is still King of the land. So it's, you know, even outside the church, cool. it is like, that's a cool yeah, image, but yeah. at the same time you're walking around and like, like we live in the world, like we realize he's the King, but there's another King f- vying for the title. Like Satan's mm-hmm. Like that's, that's been the whole thing of, of history, right? Yeah. Where it's like God's in heaven and he's the king of heaven. He's also the king of earth, but he, Satan, he's given, Satan has some power and dominion here, right? Yes. So Prowls. we see in the news, we see in our lives, we see in our cities, like Jesus is not king. So like walking around and like reminding people, it's like, it's, it's good, but also it kind of bothered me a little bit, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then, um, th- then there's other, other things where it's like, okay, he isn't there. So let's bring him there. Okay. That, like, that's a cool connotation too. But for me, I just because I'd never experienced it, just being inside and amongst the people, just the people of God. Not, yeah. not, 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 we're not worried about the people outside, but in that moment, yeah, like after everything that has happened, being away from church for so long, COVID, yeah, right. and everything right. bad that has yeah. happened, it was so good yeah. to have the reminder that Jesus still walks amongst mm. His people. I love it. And I'm sitting there. I got goosebumps now. Yeah, I, got, I had goosebumps I love it. there. And it's like this ancient, again, just like we were, you know, like the sequence. Sometimes we don't get it. We don't get what's going on. It's weird. The church can uh, word things strangely. But it was just like, there is Jesus in the host being walked around by Jesus in persona Christi in yeah. the priest. And he's just walking amongst his people. Mm-hmm. And it's like Jesus, like, because we always say like, oh yeah, Jesus walked on the world 2000 years ago. But here he was two days ago yeah. walking amongst his people. Yeah. And it was just a really special one. Uh, I love it, Taylor. Look at that beautiful little soapbox that you just hopped on and off of. That was beautiful. I love Nutella. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I appreciate you teaching me about that. I, I, I like your perspective. I'll keep it. We're good. So uh, I'm not anti-procession outside. I think they're cool, but I think changing up things every now and then to give a different perspective is really helpful. For sure. Ever ancient ever knew that's our show for today allison this was fun yeah i'll be back next week say it thank you for sticking with us to the end of our show today i hope that you enjoyed it uh because you either enjoyed it or you fell asleep that's the only way anybody makes it to the end of shows if you did enjoy it give us a rating wherever you are listening on podcast drop a comment if you're listening on youtube your favorite part or a question you may have uh and if you were listening on the podcast you can leave a review in that app or comment let us know i mean i was a crazy question i asked today well, oh yeah, is Taylor a narcissist? You can answer that on our social media feeds at Taylor's Roll on Twitter and Instagram at Forte Catholic on Twitter. Let us know at Forte Catholic on Facebook as well if you are over the age of 57 and are still on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for enjoying today's show. Y'all are the best. Bye!